Welcome to another episode of NAC Health Center News. I'm Sinead Jackson. One of the first health centers founded in the U.S. was Mound Bayou Health Center in the Mississippi Delta. There, the community faced acute hunger problems and barriers accessing food stamps. Recognizing the issue and finding inspiration from his work in South Africa, Dr. H. Jack Geiger, one of the founders of the health center movement, wondered if a garden and farmer's market program would work in Mound Bayou. They created a food co-op program so that people would not only have access to food, but also be invested in their own food security. Elsie Dorsey, civil rights activist and co-op project director, once said about the co-op, the land was here, the people were here, and the hunger was here. Over 50 years later, food insecurity, difficulty accessing safe, affordable, nutritious food without scavenging, receiving charity, or stealing is still an issue. Community health centers continue to fight. Today, we have the second of a three-part series on how health centers are fighting food insecurity in their communities. We should note the health centers featured in in the series were identified through a special project showcasing health centers' effort to combat food insecurity sponsored through the Medtronic Foundation. The Community Health Centers as Food Oasis Partners Project aims to lay the groundwork toward developing a knowledge base of promising practices in fighting food insecurity in communities. A food oasis is a place where self-sustaining and innovative practices are developed to empower inhabitants of food deserts to have better access to healthy eating environments and foods. Native Health in Arizona is a unique community health center. Their central Phoenix location is not only a federally qualified health center, but also an urban Indian health program. From this location, they serve primarily urban Native Americans. According to the 2015 U.S. Census, 28.3% of American Indians and Alaska Natives were living in poverty in 2014, the highest rate of any race group in the United States. Communications and Community Relations Director Susan Levy says... We see about 17,000 people a year. So that would consist of um, Native Americans residing off-reservation in Maricopa County, and probably about 160 tribes are represented. Native Health's food insecurity program began about five years ago with a U.S. Department of Agriculture food service program targeted at low-income children that ensures they continue to receive nutritious meals when school is not in session. We were approached by a local food bank to run the Summer Food Service Program, the SFSP, and we decided to be, I believe, the first community health center to try it, and we did it, and it was very successful. It was done with minimal effort, minimal mess, and fairly easy to roll out and replicate and build on sites. So it's only grown from there. The list of food insecurity programs at Native Health is a long one and includes food service, gardening, wellness, nutrition, and canned food programs. Between the Health Center's summer food service program and year-round dinner program, they were able to provide 30,000 meals in 2016 for children under 18. One hallmark program has been their garden. We have a community garden and a traditional garden. And a community garden consists of 28 garden beds and four extended beds for people in wheelchairs or disabilities. And then we have a traditional garden located across the street from our building, which was actually housed um, at the original the site of the original Indian school. So the traditional garden is um, done with a partner native seed search. And we picked plants that were drought tolerant 
indigenous and high in protein and easy to grow. So tepary beans, things like that. Susan says the health center also found a way to address literacy while tackling food insecurity. We also came up with a program called Read It and Eat, which is again to address food insecurity and early literacy issues because of the Head Start issue in Maricopa County. And so what we did is we approached the Phoenix Public Library and to do a literacy piece. And they're a librarian. We have one librarian that we work with regularly and she comes out and we do um, She'll read a book and then do some activities with the kids, and then we'll tie. She'll tie into what we're cooking that day. So it could be, boy, um, overnight oats in a mason jar, or it could be cantaloupe salsa, it could be uh, salad wrap, whatever it is, and then we tie it in, and then the the families go home with a bag, a reusable tote bag, with ten to fifteen dollars worth of produce. So for each of the classes, their nutrition programs include cooking classes, and a children's wellness program. So one way that we do it is we use the Cooking Matters curriculum, so the staff have been trained, and then they go through and they make, could be like egg burritos or something, and then they'll take home the, the um, groceries in the bag as well as produce again in a reusable tote bag. So that's we've kind of adapted it. We know that our families need that, and they have very little access or financial means to get um, produce. Then we also have the Wellness Warriors, and that is a program through the Arizona Attorney General's Office, and that is for Native American youth 7 to 12, and it's a children's wellness program, and they actually do the gardening, and we've got a camp in the summer, a Living Well Traditionally Diabetes Prevention Camp. They do healthy cooking with Santa, Um, they do cooking classes, we do fitness classes and things like that. These programs are so vital to what the health center is trying to accomplish overall, meeting the health care needs of their patients. Because if you don't have food, you can't deal with anything else. I mean, our families, they're coming in, they're hungry, um, and how can they listen to their physician about their A1C or getting to the pharmacy if they're hungry or their kids are starving? I mean, literally, like we have people in the summer that will come to us for all three meals. Like they will come and sit and wait and have breakfast and then sit and wait for lunch and sit and wait for dinner and we have a site inside the mall that we provide meals seven days a week and people it's too hot they can't afford air conditioning in Arizona Um, so short of sitting at a mall or sitting in our building that's what they do and they know their safe locations and that will feed them and that they're welcome. Susan says the health center sees the impact of the food insecurity program in many ways. I think we have a lot of successes. I think backpacks, when we have families that um, don't have anything and we know that they're going to eat that weekend, I think we're dealing with what they need. And I mean, I just think it's critical. There's nothing else like it. And we're, we're really lucky that our CEO sees that and is willing to do that and is willing to overlook some of the space constraints (laughs) and funding constraints to do these things. We have um, a woman who comes to all of our programs, to all of our read it and eats, and who comes to the garden. And um, she travels on a bus an hour and a half each way in 110 degrees to come to a class and then to go home with a bag of produce with her four-year-old daughter. So um, I think that kind of says it. I, I think three hours, three or four hours on a bus to make sure that she gets home. To health centers looking to begin or expand food insecurity programs, Susan says just dive in. Boy, I would say try it. You know, I think you can be creative and make things work if you really want to. 
there's, I think there's only barriers if you look for them. You know, everybody thought in the beginning, the summer food program, I've done a bunch of the, the HRSA webinars and stuff, talking to other health centers. You know, everybody's concerned, is it messy and how hard is it? It's not hard, it's not messy. You know what, the worst problem is, you're cleaning up spilled milk once a week or twice a week or once a day, and you're picking up some crumbs, but it's it's a great program. And, you know, families are welcome and they can come in and eat and a respite from the heat and get some books. So I'd say try it, do it. There's lots of partners. We like to thank these health centers for sharing their stories and best practices with us. To learn more about the Community Health Centers as Food Oasis Partners Project, visit www.nachc.org. Want to keep up with us in the latest health center news? Follow us on Twitter at NACHC. Music by Ben Sound, www.bensound.com.